you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Big call now, third down and 14. Here's Amari Cooper. He's one-on-one, no help. Prescott going to carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the one. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Dak Prescott, not as bad at football as some would have you to believe. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by Head and Shoulders. Yes, it's time to turn the page to some degree away from the wild card and move on to the divisional round. Let's get right for the Rams, for the Chargers, for the Chiefs, for the Colts, and so on right now with our main man, Maurice Jones-Drew. Let's kibitz now with the Jacksonville Jaguar legend, the Oakland Raiders, one-year experiment? No, no, coach. Coach? That's yeah, player, how you... I was player coach. Player coach? Yeah, really? I still got those, like Josh McCown. I like that, Just Maurice. a little bit cheaper. Good for you. I like, I like how, you, uh, how you salvaged that one. Yeah. Also, UCLA legend, and now... The voice or one half of the great uh, the number two seed with in the NFC long. It's Maurice Jones Drew, everybody. You, say, you gotta say the number two seed in the NFC, the thirteen and three. That's damning with fake praise, ain't Rams. it? Number if it was a number one seed, then yeah, it would be something. Still you gotta buy. All right, listen, the to the matter at hand. We'll worry about the title game in a week. I do think I'll I'll open it by saying I do think that both of the Uh, higher seeds will survive. I do think we get a rematch of the Rams. At Saints, let's talk about, why don't you diagnose us uh, for us there, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Why do you think the Rams will win this game, or do you? Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely believe the Rams are going to win the game, but it's it's more about the Cowboys, and I, I think their home and road numbers tell a lot. Now, I don't know, and a lot of people say, oh, it's the playoffs, it doesn't matter. No, no, it does matter, because you put this whole body of work together, and we've seen the Cowboys at home play lights out. You beat the Saints in Dallas. But then you go to Indianapolis and you lose. Your quarterback doesn't play well. You're not running the ball well. There's just something about the Dallas Cowboys on the road. Now, I don't know if that's going to change when they go to they come to Los Angeles. And well, I was just going to say about that. It is kind of funny. People make jokes and whatever. But it is legitimately... I don't know. You would know better than I about the influence of a crowd. But... I would think in the Coliseum, it's going to be pretty close to 50-50. No, there's going to be more Cowboys fans. Than there'll be Do you Rams really? Fans. I mean, literally, oh, yeah. there might be more the Cowboys last time, fans. The last time the, the, you know, I think Jerry Jones spoke on this, too, uh, earlier uh, this week, was he said that, you know, this is where Dak got his first start, was in the Coliseum. Hmm. It was a preseason week one. He came down, and he played well. Uh, now, this is a different team than there. Than Any there. value to that? Does Dak walk out there and say, I'm comfortable, I've, I've played uh, here before? I, I really don't know. I, I think the, the teams were different. You know, the Rams didn't play Aaron Donald at that time. They, there was a lot of other things that were they, they had going on. But I'll say this. Um, the Cowboys are going to bring their running game, and they're going to bring their defense. Now the question is, is Dak Prescott, or is he going to be able to make the same plays that he made with his legs and his arm that he did in Seattle, against Seattle? So we'll see. How that goes. Isn't that the answer, by the way, that Dak, for all the stuff, I don't know why he gets more heat. Maybe it's these the Dallas Cowboys QB. That's what a lot of people. That's that's the issue. eh, I don't know. I I think that's a weird thing. I think every QB Mm. in the NFL is the gargantuan sport of our nation. Which team owner is is, is vocal? I don't know. I feel like Blake, I think Blake Bortles would tell you, I feel plenty of heat playing in Duval County. No, not, not nearly as much as Dak Prescott. Because you got to remember, your the your owner is doing interviews after games. He has his own radio hit mm. that he does every week. Like he is 
as much a part of this team as possible. And that's hard because, you know, what he says goes, right? He's the he's the GM. He does all this stuff. So it's always tough. I, I think with Dak, though, he's done a great job of handling that. I just don't know, like, it's like his pass rating is 86 point something on the road when it's 106 at home. You know what I that's love? That's huge. I, don't, I put this probably on Jason Garrett more than I do anyone else. It does seem when they have designed runs or some sort of run play option for Dak, when you have Zeke behind you and you're putting it in his belly right. and some percentage of the time you decide to keep it and go at the edge, that's going, with that offensive line, that's going to be hard to stop for any defense. <laughs> Isn't that the formula? Well, it's the, I think that was the formula uh, last week in the red zone where they felt like, okay, we're going to have to throw in those tight windows but you know what we're going to do? We're going to sit back and we're going to, you know, let Dak use his legs. So I think it was nice. Uh, that's always tough in the red zone to be able to count for a quarterback. Now, they had some design quarterback runs where he ran well. Then they had some passes that he, he executed well. I just, you know, for me, the biggest concern for the Rams is that you, how you have to stop Zeke. You can't worry about Amari Cooper. You have to stop Zeke. I completely force, agree with and, and that. And force, force Dak to beat you with his arm. And by the way... Shouldn't we have enough confidence in Wade Phillips, son of bum, at this point that while, of course, Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue and the rest maybe were unleashed and got competitive over the course of the regular season about sack totals and everything else, that come the divisional round, that Wade will be able to discipline the guys uh, sufficiently to say, our only purpose today is to take Zeke away and they will be able to rise to that. Well, I think the biggest thing, you know, we, we we always have these talks off air about, you know, being selfish, right? There's there's a lot of selfishness in this league. Obviously, for you know your future, thinking about like what you're going to be as a player and 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 years after that. Uh, once you get into the playoffs, though, all that stuff is out the window because those stats that you have normally don't go with you, right? That you make in the playoffs. The playoffs is about winning. Um, so that's why football always changes after Thanksgiving because September, October. Mid uh, early November is all about how many stats you can get up. You're trying Business to get tends to give right. way to, to all that. Yes, all the rhetoric you hear perennially about it, one purpose, one locker room, all play that, for each all other. All that comes in around December, right? And that's when you then you because you've really positioned yourself to see where you can go, and that's where you see teams go on runs like the Colts or or like the Houston Texans, where they, these teams are going on runs and getting there. And so um, I think that this game. When you talk about Indomitian Sue and and Michael Brockers and all, the, they have to be able to take on double teams, and you have to be able to let your linebackers fill the gaps because they don't have linebackers that are downhill guys. They have safety, quicker type guys. So you got to be able to do that. And I, you know, I really believe the last game in Week 17, you saw that. You saw that defense. Now they gave them some big plays in the running game, but for the most part, they did some, they did some really good really good things, taking on double teams, some unselfish things that I think will carry on to the playoffs. It's a funny irony that the flitch get, uh, the switch gets flipped right around the time that most people set in settle into the assumptions about whoever the team right. is or whoever the player is, because while everybody else decided the Rams have a terrible defense, right around Thanksgiving, they turned it on. Right, I mean, oh, the, yeah, they I, th- I think it's I think it's a significantly improved unit oh, yeah. over the last well, uh, handful Akeem of games. Talib came back, and that made a big difference for him. Um, I, I remember this. I remember being in practice, and I think it was like year three or four for me, and um, it was like right before Thanksgiving. And I, I remember I talked to Coach Del Rio. I was like, I want to talk to the team after practice, and I was like, Listen, guys, like I understand, you know, we're tired. It's been a long season at this point, but we're in a great position right now. And we have an opportunity to do something special here. Um, at that point, I want to say we had just won like three or four games in a row, um, and we'd went we uh, or we won four to five is what we had done because we went to Dallas and won. We had won a couple other games. We lost to the Giants that year in, in New York. But I told him I was like, this is when we have to pick it up and we have to make it happen. Now, unfortunately, my knee gave out uh, week fourteen or fifteen, um, but. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is the most important time because once you get into this thing, like we always talk about winning, like and I always tell you, like players want to get paid more than winning, but that's when you until you get to the playoffs. The, the caveat playoffs, is, yeah, everyone yes, gets paid. When, the, yeah, everyone gets paid the same. There is well, listen, no. Listen, you, no, you have you have one big sixty-minute stretch, 
I mean, Nick Foles is the right. only the most recent well, example. The, and the other, the other issue is this. Like, no matter what happens in the playoffs, Tom Brady's going to make the same amount as the 53rd guy and the 61st guy. Like, they're, you're going to get paid the exact same. The, the pay doesn't change. And that's when it becomes about winning. Now, if Tom Brady was still making, you know, X amount, or let's say Matt Ryan is still making X amount more than the 53rd guy, then it's like, ah, I don't know. But when we're all making the same, there is no issue. Like, there is no, oh, how much you make this week, dog? Or Like, there's none of that. And so I think that's what makes this game so important because you only have one game to play, right? You have to be, it's not the MLB, it's not the NBA, it's not the NHL. You only can get one game in. There is no series in this, so you have to be at your best when your best is needed, and that's important. I, I think for the Rams, it is important that they, they get ready to go. But they have, but the, and the other thing I talk about all the time at this time of the year is the curse of Sposta, and that's what the Rams carry with them into this game. Not really. The Cowboys have a devil may care attitude. They're not supposed to no, they even aren't. be in the divisional well, round. No, they're supposed the Rams to. are supposed to at minimum get to the title game, if not the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. Because you have to remember, that's when you're the one seed, right? You're the two seed. Mm. No, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I don't think there's there are very many measures out there that would say that it wouldn't be a devastating disappointment if the Rams lost in Los Angeles to any visitor. Well, I think I think any team that loses at home, I think if you look at their Baltimore Ravens, it was a you just went to to L.A. and beat the Chargers, and they came out here and they demolished you, right? By the way, about that, do you think that this is sustainable? That's the thing we keep hearing about, Lamar Jackson. I've heard whispers that even within the Ravens organization, and I love Lamar Jackson, what he did and how he basically turned that season around for them, but I do think, at minimum, they're going to have to always be going after option QBs if they want to perpetuate this offensive philosophy. They're going to have to just really. always I, be drafting those kind of guys. And no. by the way, why if you're if you're a great wide receiver, if you're in in the age of Antonio Brown, I don't get the ball enough, even though I had 100 catches and 15 touches. What re, what high end wide receiver is going to want to go and play in that? You offense? draft them. You don't. You, you draft and then they're going to move on. Though no one's ever going to resign. You don't know that. In that system. You don't know that. I mean, I think again, Lamar. Like it's so funny. Um, everyone thinks like throwing the ball like that. Uh, teams the down December is when you figure out what your team really is. A team that throws the ball a lot, they normally don't win in those situations. I think Lamar Jackson, he'll get better throwing the ball, just like some of these other quarterbacks will get better. That's um, the that that's the thing. But that let's look at happen, but right? let's look at the, the Browns because I know everyone talks about Baker Mayfield and how great of a season he had. They ran the ball majority of the time. It wasn't like he was just throwing the ball over the yard, and and they ran the ball. And then this I always tell people this: when the game is on the line, and you have the ball, your team tells you exactly who they believe is the best. Now we've talked about this with Pittsburgh when they came, when they went to San Diego and they played the Chargers when they were in San Diego. The game was on the line and they put Le'Veon Bell at quarterback, they wildcat. That tells you exactly what they think about everybody. No, when the Browns were playing in Denver and the game was on the line, they didn't go out spread and they didn't throw the ball at Baker Mayfield. Well, who did they turn? They handed the ball to who? Chubb. Nick Chubb. I get so it. They, that well, but, but, by the way, just to go back to live life in the rearview mirror for another minute, we talked to David Carr earlier in the week about this. That's why John Harbaugh obviously couldn't go to Joe Flacco. Yeah. E- even if he does want Joe Flacco, he can't make that statement to Lamar Jackson. No. Yeah, what do I believe? I believe in Joe at the end of the day. Well, I mean, this, I, I'm a fun kid, but i got to go with Joe. I always tell people, like, to, hear, to hear those guys talk about that on the, on the broadcast lets me know that they didn't know, they don't know Joe Flacco. Because if Joe Flacco was still the quarterback, the Ravens would be, would be at home. That's of course right. That's of course right. Let's that's, talk that's about the, the truth. Let's talk about the halves, the teams that still have a mm-hmm. date on the uh, calendar here. The Chargers who vanquished those Ravens. What do you terrified t- of them? What chance? Terrified of them. Me too. You, I mean, listen, Maurice. I told you in August, Chargers, Rams. That's Super Bowl yeah. Fifty Three. But the football gods, I don't know what deal Tom Brady made long ago, but now it's going to snow on the poor SoCal guys. You think Phil Rivers wants to deal with snow? You know what's funny? How's the la- Melvin? The, the last time, the last time Phil Rivers went to uh, Foxborough, I, we were in the we lost to Tom in the divisional round, and then they played the Chargers there, and the Chargers. Had McGinnis a, tells the best story about how you, or no, I'm sorry, yeah, about how you guys could have won that game. Oh, we we should have won that game. Yeah, yeah, it should have. We should have won it, but. We had some other issues that happened, and it's okay. But um, Philip Rivers had an ACL, right? LaDainian Thomas had a knee injury or a growing issue at the time. Like, they were banged up going into this thing, similar to what they're doing now. They're a little banged up. But the kicker is they got Hunter Henry back. Mm-hmm. 
how do you cover that now? Because now you have a tight end who can actually, like, Gates can't run. Gates is going to hit you with option routes, and he's going to win. That's fine. That's the great equalizer. Yeah. That's what you have. You're Antonio Gates. Finally, everybody's my speed. Right. But think about this. Hunter Henry now can run. And he's been off a while. And you have Keenan Allen. You have, they have weapons to score on offense where that defense has struggled a ton. Um, I, I, and, I, and knowing Anthony Lynn, this is what other people don't realize. Anthony Lynn was the head coach for who before he got the, the Chargers job? Who? The Buffalo Bills. That's right. And who do they play? Who do they play twice a year? Mm, interesting. And the other thing is, the Patriots take the brand, take the logo away, and just look at not playing well. Look at the New England Patriots and what they are. They're a team who everybody can run on. Yeah. And if I, I the, talk about the football guts, if Melvin Gordon ain't right, then that then you that's still a got shame. you still got two other dudes who can I run. I know, but come on, that's Justin. I, don't you? I Justin like Jackson. I like Jackson. Tore y'all up. Okay. Yeah. All right, we don't need to talk I'm about that. I'm just saying. So you don't Season say, eight. don't do that, because Melvin Gordon was there. I like, I like Jackson quite a bit, but Melvin Gordon is No, is Melvin Gordon, you don't question. And a banger up in the cold, that would be, I, listen, if, if he's if he's And you okay, have a veteran quarterback that's not going to get shook. should win. That's it. Yeah. And the the for a decade now, how do you beat the Cowboys? You, you apply pressure to Brady, get the, in his face. The Patriots. That, well, the Patriots. Yeah. That, that's how they're built. That, 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 I mean, you, no, you watch the game, you saw Melvin Ingram and Joey yeah. Bosa. And, and they were moving them around. It wasn't just one guy. They, 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 they put out different sets. Um, I mean, they're going to come in with a great game plan. And I, and I think, you know, the one thing is Phillip Rivers, if he, de- if he does what he did against Baltimore, takes what they give him consistently. You'll score points and you'll kick field goals and you'll win the game. But if you turn the ball over and you give them any energy in Foxborough, it's going to be a problem. Are you picking the Chargers yeah, or the Patriots? I'm picking the Chargers. I, I mean, because Sony Michelle, that's going to be their formula, is going to be to mm-hmm. see how far 26 can take them. Yeah, that's the only way you can do it. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, Brady is not in a position against Derwin well, they don't. Well, they don't have Casey they don't, Hayward. But they don't, this the problem, Hayward the, the problem is they don't have Josh Gordon. When they lost Josh Gordon, right. that hurt them because now you don't have guys that can go down the field and stretch the field. Everyone's going to be sitting back. Um, and they're going to have to do some things. I mean, it, it, um, it kind of reminds me of what I think the Colts are going to do to the Chiefs. The Colts are a team that went on two 90-yard drives in a playoff game. And you may not call it a playoff game, but it was a winning in against the Tennessee Titans. That's a playoff game to me. Yeah, that's right. No, it was. Um, two 90-yard drives because they ran the ball. What they must do, the Chiefs, they must. Andy Reid has had two weeks. huge lead. Andy Reid is, is the guy that we say, oh, don't give him an extra week to prepare for you and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. This is the Andy Reid legacy game. People love to talk about that. This really is. They're a number one seed. They've been the story of the 2018 right. season along with the Rams. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, I think, has risen above all other storylines out there this season. Now they're in Arrowhead, but walking into the joint. I don't even mean, like, if things get sideways in the first quarter. I mean, as they start ripping tickets, walking into the stadium, everyone in there dressed in red is going to be nervous. They're oh, gonna, my goodness. Come on, Andy Reid and the Chiefs. I've been a season ticket holder for two. Please win one game. They're going to have so much pressure on them. If Patrick Mahomes can come out, if Andy Reid with Mahomes, they come out and jump you like they have most teams this year. If they get up 10-0, it'll be game over. Yeah, I think so. But if you keep if it close. If not, though, I think the Colts are going to win that game. And, and the Colts, have they, they just have that it's something about them that they're confident that they can do it. Um, the one thing, though, and, and we haven't got a chance to talk about it, I want to switch it over to the Saints. Um this is, I think you're wrong about. We've talked no, about this I, already. No, listen, it has nothing to be, it's not me being right or wrong. It's, it's what's in the universe. <laughs> this is bigger than me and you. It's bigger than everything we've been okay. around. I believe, and I don't know why, but I believe that this team plays so much better with Nick Foles that... Because they don't, they don't have any pressure. There's no pressure on them. That's what it was last year. That's point, what I didn't see. We have a backup quarterback. Like, no, it is what it is. We're not supposed to be here. And that's the same mindset they have right now. Like, we're, Look, if we lose, we play with Nick Foles. They have, a, they have a built-in excuse. Why can't you fully embrace the curse of supposed to? You want to be on the other side of that. It's and crazy. Go, they're not supposed to win anything this week. So, that, so they have no pressure on them. That's what you want to be. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, the Saints, though, this is the thing. The Saints... There's a lot of behind-the-scenes things the Saints have done, right? And 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 and, the, and credit because when you win, you can do whatever you want. But I remember that game. They like the Eagles had. They put a ski mask on every time they get a turnover. Well, after that game, after they blew them out, 
They all had ski masks in the Saints locker rooms. I mean, they, they're, they're building, they have this bravado about them, like, when we beat you, we're just going to talk crazy to you and all these different things. We're going to run the score up on you. And after the Chicago game, it had nothing to do with Chicago. Nothing to do with Chicago. Literally, they were like, after the game, the first thing I heard was like, oh, yeah, we, we can't wait to get to New Orleans. I like, we cannot I wait like to get that there. kind of bravura. You know I do, Maurice. But I also, here on the planet Earth, practically, in the NFL, the trends indicate that if one team proves itself to be that much better than the other team, Ooh. that is going to repeat itself. That this was team, not that team this wasn't have, Bama and Clemson. That, like, yeah, that was kind of close. Like, that team Clemson have, wanted to teach him a lesson. This that isn't that. team didn't have Nick Foles on there. It's something about him. And I tell people, I, like, I, I've been saying this. I said this last week. There's no statistical reason for me to say the Eagles are going to win this game against the Bears. No reason. But the Eagles are going to win because I believe. I'm not a fool. I always tell people this. Say it all the time. Fool me once. Shame on me. Right. You will never fool me again. There is no fool me twice. <laughs> all right. If I don't believe I like, the first time. I like you have, you have half the. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just ain't going to get fooled again. So okay. you fool me once, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. And I jumped on it. I wasn't an Eagles fan. I took a fork in him when they had Carson Wentz at quarterback because he was pressing. He was doing some stuff. He had some back issues. He was hurt. But as soon as they put Nick Foles in, I was like, oh. I feel like I'm obliged to go uh, Chris Berman on this, Boomer Berman on this. Uh, is like, look, you, you, you got uh, Tom Brady. You got Peyton Manning. You, you got Ben Rock. Look, there are a lot of good 21st century quarterbacks. Drew Brees is putting together a very special season down there in New Orleans. And like, then he has to face Nick Foles. Like Roger Daltrey sang about oh so long ago, Drew Brees won't get fold again back on the Blitz. That's something he would say, Maurice. He, and he should say that, but he don't know about Nick Foles. <laughs> he don't know. Listen, I don't know what's going on. I told someone this the other day. I was like, either they've sacrificed a young intern. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just joking, folks. <laughs> You don't think they... No. Maurice doesn't think they actually sacrificed someone, a human Someone or something lost a soul, though. Um, because there's no reason for them to be back in the playoffs. No, I agree with they that. They were so far down the list in the very... What, was it like week 12? They were down. They were dead. It was like, ah, they're 9, 10 out. Round about that time, there was a team on the other side of the Keystone State that looked for all the world like they weren't just getting to the playoffs, but were in line for one of those buys, and now they're with you and me watching the games. No question. Uh, The team I'm talking about is the Steelers, in case I wasn't clear. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about this, because you and I have argued, and you and me and Bucky Brooks have argued about this a lot. We had a big argument for a half an hour Mm -hmm. uh, out out on the sideline yesterday. Back and forth, this goes. My point to you about is because you you assert that in the Mike Tomlin, Antonio Brown, I guess Le'Veon Bell is somehow related to it, all the dust-ups, melodramas, and, and so on. You say, and you're right to point this out, the recurring figure in these is Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's Roethlisberger. Okay, but it doesn't excuse no showing. No, it does, no not at all. My, so my, then it's nope. his fault. So it's Antonio Brown's fault. That that one incident, yes. But I'm talking about everything over the last couple of years. All right, but we can't conflate. You, you bring, like, you bring everything here? The guy it. didn't show up for the game. Right, so that, that's his do? fault. But when you know you have a guy, and I told you this before, when you have an instigator and you have a guy with thin skin, I've seen it done in with uh, parents, I've seen it done at school. When I was at school, I've seen it done in pro locker rooms. Those people shouldn't be around each other because the thin-skinned guy is always going to go. Now, we had this talk. I told you, when you're fed up and you've reached your point with someone, sometimes it's best not to be around them. I don't like, though, the idea that you have to lower the bar, you have to change the target. I don't like the notion as, as, I mean, we... Everybody, most people have jobs and they go into them. And there's somebody at almost everybody's office. And people always say, can you imagine if you just decided not to go into work? I think people do that in every line of work. People pull that kind of stuff. All the time. You know, the old cliche. Husbands, the cagey husband, when he volunteers to do the dishes, he does a crummy job of doing the dishes. Right. So he's never asked to do it again. 
I feel like this idea of like, well, you can't mess with Antonio Brown because no you know how no AB one, is. No it's like, said, well, that's a weird standard. No, he's he's getting paid a lot of money to show but, up to work. That, that, that's that's the problem with with everyone when we do talk whatever about, you want to do. When we Michael talk Irvin, about when we talk about Emmitt money. Smith and Troy Aikman, all it's a, it, they that, had issues. They had issues, but a they showed up and played. But, but they the one up the one play. thing, the one difference though between all that is that neither one. I've never, and I Bucky Brooks will stand by this. Ever heard a player criticize another player in the media as much as Big Ben? But he will never criticize himself. Let's well, remember. All, that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's it's remember. It's inaccurate to say he he isn't critical of himself. He has been, but okay. But not saying as much saying, as, oh, I should retire after I threw five picks against Jacksonville, or I don't have it. That's that's not being critical. But what I'm saying is that that is. We we saw the offensive line talk about Le'Veon Bell's contract. But that's my that's fault. that's whoa, hold on. Whose that's, fault is that? Hold on, that, that's, that they're, 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 they're grown men. Okay. That's their fault. That's rule number one. Never talk about a man's money. Rule number two is never talk about anyone in the media. Okay, you but, everything with but is it, who is who's to blame for that? Bill Belichick would if something was Bill afoot, Belichick what? If Bill Bell, if there was something afoot in the Patriots locker room, the instruction I'm sure would be, hey fellas, nobody talks about this to the media. No, you're an adult. You don't, I don't have to continue to tell you what to do. You're 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 over you're over 22. All right, how old is Big Ben? 37. Okay, you're old enough to understand that you don't continue to do that. You've been in this league long enough. What does this have to do with Roethlisberger? You're talking about the offensive line. I'm, I'm saying, like, he does it, so then everyone else thinks they can do it. And that's the issue. Here's the point, the pushback that I give to you and Bucky and everyone else on this is, who is this mythical guy? Well, uh, Roethlisberger's not the same kind of leader as blank. Who I don't is know. I don't fill in that blank. Who every is this guy? Every other quarterback this, that has a problem. The, who's the made-up guy who's every, such a great no, leader other, and does everything listen, right? Every other quarterback. You may have issues, Shaq. We may have issues, but I'm not going to go out there and be like on someone else's podcast or some other show and be like, you know what? That Dave Damashek just grinds my gears. Because that'll hurt your feelings. <laughs> right? Now, if I, if I have a problem with you, I'm going to be like, hey, Dave, look, this, okay. is what, this is what I don't understand. And it's off of camera, and it's between me and you. We can settle it. But how many times are when Big Ben says, oh, well, this guy didn't have to. You've never ran and caught a ball. You don't know what this guy would have had to do to go catch a pass that you threw. You, like, you're throwing the ball. Like, you don't know how hard it is to do that thing. And again, he may not know how hard it is for you to throw it, but you're not so ever supposed to criticize another man's craft. Not, because, again, like I, I try to tell people this. Football is an emotional game, and a lot of football players are emotionally unstable. That's why they give you so many minutes to calm down after games before people put cameras in your face. Because you have to be able to gather your thoughts because you were just out there you know, battling with your brothers amongst another team. And so there's only so, many, so much a man can handle in, in any situation, or a person can handle any situation, where it's like, well, you know what? Enough's enough. So would you have rathered, and then this is the question I, I, I asked you and other people, you can put a poll out there, would you have rather Big Ben and Antonio Brown fight? Not, not throw the ball at each other, but physically fight each other, because from what I heard, that's where it was going. Or would you have rather Antonio Brown remove himself from that situation? Because I guarantee you, if he came back the next day and something else was said, they would have fought. To the death, probably. I mean, all I know is, from talking to the likes of you and any number of other guys, is that this stuff, this, you know, when things get sideways, the media can seize on it and say, see, that's the reason why Team Blank didn't succeed as much no. as it should, when the reality is that sort of junk goes on in every locker room the, every the year. Pr- the reason Pittsburgh didn't succeed this year has zero to do with Big Ben and Antonio Brown. We already know what that problem was. And we said it a long time ago. I, you have to, when players earn the right to get paid, you need to pay them. Otherwise, people get upset. Why didn't, what, how do you respond to the people who say that Mike Tomlin, great players coach, and by the way, it is not 80%, it's not 97%, it is 100% of the people who I've talked to who are NFL insiders, who are ex-players, who are current players. Yeah. I haven't heard from one guy who's actually tied into what goes on in, the, in that building who has said, yeah, oh, it's Mike Tomlin. He should go. They should get rid of him. They should move on from him. Not one person has said no. that. But how why, do you why would you want to fire him? You've only had three coaches in your whole tenure as an organization. Because He's, there were a lot of wonky Chuck, things what I, from what I've along heard from, the way. What I've heard from is Chuck Noll had some bad situations going on there. 
I didn't call for Mike Tomlin to get I'm just, I'm just, I'm no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, this is the issue. I'm, but so how, how, do you answer, how do you answer? To, to Le'Veon Bell not texting him. How I'm about a needy Kinko Blahless charge? What kind of players coach, if he's such, a, he's such a great guy, such a players coach guy, his two biggest stars uh, this side of Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and they won't give him the simple respect of responding Because we're talking business. Look, 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 there's no – see, there's a, I can have a, a relationship with you. We can be friends. But at the end of the day, football is a business. When I held out, I didn't talk to my head coach. I didn't talk to my running back coach. I didn't talk to anybody did in the Jack organization. Did Jack Del Rio call you? Jack Del Rio wasn't the coach. It was Mike Malarkey. Okay. Did Mike Malarkey attempt yeah, and, to reach you? Yeah. They were, and they didn't get and a, you high-hatted him? Didn't get a call back because it's none of your business. <laughs> I'm, I need to get compensated for what I've done. And that's what Le'Veon Bell was saying. As much as, look, at the end of the day, you, we can be best friends. I have some really good friends, you know, and they know guys that aren't in the NFL. When it comes to money, because I figured, you know, in my, in my logic of thinking, the amount of money I make goes to how I provide for my children. Those are two things we don't, don't, don't talk to me about that. That has nothing to do with you. And so for all this whole notion of a coach should be able to talk to his player. No, a coach is supposed to coach, right? We can have a relationship off the field. That's fine. But when it comes to money and me taking care of my family, your say something doesn't mean anything to me. I get it, but it's and different so, than and like so Tom Landry. No, 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 no. Play, the premise is I'm your no, age, no, I'm close no, to no, it, no, I'm no. one of the guys, and like, you're you. not going to call me back? No, because the only reason you're talking to me is to try to get me to come back for less money. So there's no other reason for you to call me. So don't call me. Hmm. You're not calling to check on me to see how I'm doing. You're calling to check on me to say, bro, so I know they offered the deal, like what's going on? Don't do that. Here's that what, has nothing to do with Here's you. what everybody keeps telling me. Why do you want to? Why are you so intent on getting Ben Roethlisberger off the hook? I am not. You I are. Am mere, I'm not. Every time you say you go, I understand that he's he's done these things, but I understand that he is but, carried, but he is the guy. He is the single thread along with the Roonies and Kevin Colbert over the last decade and a half. He's been there longer than Mike Tomlin. That doesn't earn him the no. right to, to... No, not I, to... I disagree. Not to, not to tear tear your locker room up. I, For, now, you tell me this. I you, you're, you're in tight. Hold on, you're in tight with everyone in the locker room, right? With all the beat writers <laughs> yeah. and stuff? Is no. that locker room not split? Is it not one side with Ben and everyone else? I don't know, but I know this well, much. I know, know. Tom, I know Tom Brady went to uh, ownership and said, I don't, I don't want this handsome guy behind me anymore. You should trade him away. Wasn't that divisive? Is it divisive when Aaron Rodgers, on national television, does this to his wide receivers? No, this! Wait, wait, You're so supposed to wait, run wait, this quick, route. Real quick, how Third many? Cousins on what the year, what Come year, on! What year, what year was a wide receiver? Huh? What year was a wide receiver? Was he a rookie? I don't know. Was, I'm just asking, was he a rookie or was he a, a vet like Antonio Brown? See, there you're right. So there comes a respect factor with years put in. How about Peyton Manning after the divisional round game in 2005 saying, oh, "I'm trying to be a good teammate. My old line just didn't have a very good day today." Was that? Was that? Uh, oh, he should have never did that. Right, but uh, but but the point is, you but understand. You're pulling out you one time. People get get more heat for doing the same. No, thing. No, 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 no. Because Big Ben does it over and over. It was like a four week span where he he did that. He called someone out every week. Oh uh, well. You know, I just went with the play call. It wasn't my fault. I just did what they told me to do on the sidelines. Or, oh, you got to do that. Like, that that stuff continually, it, it just like, it's like someone just poking at you over. And, oh, and that's what we're seeing. And granted, I get it. You're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. It has you don't see to it. Do. I, I no, mean, no, because you're I in it. I wouldn't mount this you're in defense. It. You're in it. Like this for uh, the quarterback of Tennessee. But... I do think it's fair to point out I've that never, the standard seems to be moving around depending who? on who the quarterback is. So, Tom so, Brady can do no wrong. Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's remember this. Let's talk about this. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's and wife. Gronk, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Tom quick. Brady's never badmouthed a teammate. Only his wife has. What, I, mean, what, I mean, why is that better? Uh, no one said it. Giselle no one said calling it. out the wide receiver. And, and, that's better? Listen. But you know what? Tom talked to Wes Welker one-on-one after that, and they figured it out. Has Antonio Brown and Big Ben talked one on one yet? I don't know. I don't think AB's taken calls. And I don't. Th- I don't now, think so Big don't Ben actually texted or called him. Because from what I heard, all that's just for the camera. But that's just that's just me. I'm just. I mean, well, again, what, so I'm what's just the? Telling you, I'm not one to gossip. What is the standard then? But Tom Brady, listen, well, what Belichick I, well, on, and Tom no, Brady look, look, had a behind closed doors me- d- meeting to settle all hash, but, but and what? they could move forward you know together. Fine, that was for the camera. Tom Brady does for the camera. Let me say this. Let me say this. The difference between 
the Pittsburgh Steelers this year and all the stuff that's going on, because this has been going on for a minute. It didn't just happen today. This ain't the first time. This has been going on for years. You know what the difference is? They were 13-3 and three last year. Very simple. When you lose, it all hits the fan. But when you win, you sweep it under the rug. So when you lose, because what, this, what was this year about? Tell me what this year was about. Todd Haley's gone. You bring in Big Ben's best friend to be his all OC. He has his <laughs> best year. Friend. right? That's what, they, that's what I heard. I don't know. Okay, yeah, they're friends. So that's fine. And they were productive together, so fine. But they didn't win. And that's the problem. That is the big issue. The reason Tom Brady is okay, is okay with Tom Brady is guess what? What do they do? Every year. I just, Every year, I, what do they I do? Just, I want to point to one more thing. They win. As we belabor this a little bit. I just want to say one thing about it, specific, a specific thing. People have said... Roethlisberger, why is he going in front of the camera saying that A.B. is one of his better friends on the team? That's just a lie. Why would he do that? Because that's what everybody wants him to do. You're saying don't tell no, the truth. No, you don't, don't have tell to, the truth, Big Ben. That hurts people's have to feelings. Lie. You don't have to lie and say, like, don't make it seem like the relationship you have is, is what you don't have. Just say, look, look. Because there's a lot of people that we work here with. He's trying to play with this guy's ego. He's there's, trying to massage people, the guy's fragile ego and say, I'm very close with A.B., and I like him very much, and I hope everything works out. There's people here that I, I don't necessarily get along with, but I'm not going to go out of my Tell way to say, you're really, you really you are one of them. I get along with you, actually. Oh, good. But I don't go out of my way to say, I, I don't like this person. I don't like that person. No, I just, I'm just, when I'm around them, I'm cordial and I move forward. I don't, like, but that's, that's, again, that's how adults act. Like, I, I'm not, like, I, I swear, I feel like this whole saga is like a bunch of kids like at school, like oh I don't like you, so I'm gonna go and tell someone that I don't like you. So, but when the people come to ask me, like no, I really we're really good friends. Like no, listen, it is what it is. You don't have to like each other to play football. That that's the beautiful thing about football. That's what that's what makes it so different from every other sport is that we don't all get along. We don't all have the same political views. We don't all have the same religious views or backgrounds, and we're not from the same. Et- that's et- right, et- and, that's, economic- and that exists on 32 teams. The reason that the, the the idea that one of the high end performers at the most important position in the sport uh, says things into microphones periodically is so disruptive. So that what that's happened? To, what happened? For what the happened to Seattle this year when someone wrote that article, and them dudes went on on record talking crazy about Russell Wilson? It was disarray up in that place. Mm-hmm. They started off 0-2, right? And Russell was telling people, I want to get out of Seattle. And all it was that. a whole bunch of stuff going on because of that. But once they moved, removed the riffraff, and they were able to get guys that Russell, you know, they didn't do the things that we read in that article about, all of a sudden they were able to go. That's the key. Like, you have to remove the riffraff. So who are, who's the riffraff that you're going to remove in this situation? Not the guy who's been there for 15 years at the trigger of uh, way more success than failure. So every time, every time, no, you're right. He hasn't had a losing season. I can give you that much. But every time he won the Super Bowl, what was the defense ranked in the NFL? Oh, come on with that. That's I'm just asking. What was Tom Brady? Did Tom Brady get carried to that first uh, ring or two? I'm, no, I'm just, I, no, no, no question he did. Hey, the difference but what is, about the ones after, though, where they didn't have the top defense? I mean, things, you know, went, got, uh, things got away from them. They almost came back and beat and those guys. And then, hold on. We had and I think they would have beaten the Chargers. I frankly think they would have beaten the Chargers in the wild card. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, too. Um, they wouldn't have beat the Chargers because the Chargers were in the wild card. They had to beat the, uh, oh, the Chargers would have went been. to, I don't know. They would have gotten to Pittsburgh. But hold on real quick. But I'm going to say this. the Steelers already outplayed them again. They're not in there. But what I'm going to say is this, though. Remember when first Big Ben was going to retire, and then they were going to they drafted the quarterback Mason Rudolph. We never talk about that. Oh, I talk about it all the time. That is crazy to me, though. That's crazy to me to say something like that. Like that's not what we need. Are you kidding me? That's not what we need. Brett Favre didn't like Aaron Rodgers' presence. You're right. Joe Montana didn't like Steve Young's presence. It got Joe Montana shipped to KC. Tom Brady didn't like Garoppolo there. Garoppolo now is on the other side of the country. But did they? Of course, they don't want their replacements there. What are you talking about? But to say it in the media is the worst thing you do. And that's Ah, what we're we're talking about. Joe Montana said it in the media. What did he say? I don't know. I didn't hear. I didn't read that one. What did he say? They had to trade him away. They had to trade him away. Then they traded Jimmy Garoppolo away just a year ago. But they didn't That's what I'm talking about. about, the double standard. No, there is no double standard. It's, 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 a, it's one thing for Bill Belichick to say we traded Jimmy Garoppolo, and then we can speculate on the backside story. Oh, stop. It's another you know thing happened. for us not to speculate. You know what's And to hear it from the mouth of the person that says, 
I don't think that we need this guy. Like, Isn't that what we are, want is no jive, Maurice? I thought what you liked was telling the I don't, truth. I could care less. Listen, I thought you liked I wanna no make sure, I want to make sure we get this out there. because Don't edit this out, please. I could really care less what goes on in the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room, to be honest with you. I think the league is better when Pittsburgh wins. I prefer. I preferably think that having that team and what they've been able to do makes this league better. But the problem we're having is, is that these little shenanigans and these little things, these nuances that go on over and over and over again has, have kind of really taken over what this organization was about. Okay. Right, wrong, or indifferent? Fine. And but who, if we're, if and we're talking three, about little the, deeds, if we're talking about people, little deeds. Who are the three people that we continue to talk about? Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Those are the two who, who didn't I said three. show up to play. I said three people. First of all, Le'Veon Bell didn't have a contract. So okay, he just, didn't, he didn't show up. I'm just clarifying. So that, and that's the other thing. Like, it's easy you for know you I guys. agree with that. People, but, people blame Le'Veon, but he didn't have a contract. So why would he show up? I'm just telling you that if we're, if we're, if we're pointing fingers... Right. You can't I, will, point at I will point first at the guys who, who you can't physically didn't put their uniform on to go play the game. You can't point at Le'Veon because he wasn't he didn't have a contract. There was I, no contract. You know I agree with no, that. So, so, so then how do you so that's what, so that's that's what I'm trying to say. That it's, that it's Seven's fault that other guys Why? weren't so, even but no, in the but this, But this is the thing, though. How does Le'Veon come in this point? He, he, he didn't play all year. So Le'Veon is out of the question. If he had been on the team, they would they would have been a vastly superior team. They the James Conner story. What? So then we should go to the management. I'm just they saying that, paid him. for the record, I just Because management say. should have paid him then, right? That's what we should say then. Blame management for all this then, <laughs> right? Blame the front office people for all this then because if Le'Veon was there, we wouldn't be going through this right now. So that's the first. That's the first admit. And you know, they say in like those uh, anonymous classes, that you have to admit you have a problem in order to get better. Management has to admit that we messed up with Le'Veon. That Le'Veon's more important. Two than of what their we very thought. best moves were unorthodox by the Steeler way historically. Two of the best moves they've made in the last couple of years were the unorthodox moves of right before the regular season started, going and getting Joe Hayden, going and getting Vance McDonald. That's how they have to think outside the box for their approach and do things a little so, bit differently. So if it, if it, if it's, so if Le'Veon was as important as we thought he was, because we, we now see that he's important, than, that probably more important than we thought he was. If getting Le'Veon done, that deal done, would have changed this, you think they would have go back and do it? I don't, I, I mean, I think it goes back to, I, you know, I, 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 suspect that there was a lack of confidence. But here's what I think the Steelers really intended to do with Levy and Bell. I think the fact of the matter is this. You want all that money, but we have been giving you 400 touches. for two, We've given you 400 plus touches two straight years. We're gonna do it again in 2018. You're gonna be run down to the point that you're not gonna have as much value for us right. going forward. Why do we wanna invest in that? They were trying to have their cake and eat it too. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. No, no, yeah. But now the other side of that is where I mean, for 26's sake, is he going to find a happy home? Is he going to get uh, paid? It's, not, it's the, not about. This is not about. I think 26. the funny thing the this Steelers is, could do if they want to say we're still doing it the way we've always done it and we're not changing anything. The funniest thing they could do would be to franchise. So tag it, this, this is the funny <laughs> thing. You see, is, this, this is <laughs> what you always do. You try to switch do. it from what we're talking about. I'm just saying that would be a funny thing. Look, all, what I was saying was that Le'Veon, if he's the, if he, if Le'Veon, if if Le'Veon is this important to that locker room, right, if he's this important to that team, they should have paid him because we pay a lot of guys like Josh McCown, $10 million a year, to be a staple in our locker room, to help our quarterback. They didn't see Le'Veon as that. And now we see the truth that he was more, just as good as he was a player, he was just as good in the locker room to help keep all that stuff, that craziness going, you know, away. Um, and so at the, the end of the day... The most important thing Le'Veon Bell ever did was not turn the ball over. James Conner is a wonderful story. He was a more than capable Le'Veon replacement Bell for the star. counted as but five Le'Veon wins. Bell, but James Conner fumbled in two games that if you take those fumbles away, the Steelers have two more wins on the schedule and they are still playing. And they may have more than that. You don't know. But what I'm saying is Le'Veon Bell, the last At time he minimum, played, they were 13-3. and three, the case. And this time you, you were 8-7-1. and one. So that mean counts as 13 wins. Or five wins. I'm sorry. So... To me, I think you would pay for that. So the management decided not to pay for it. He doesn't play. Connor gets hurt. Everything goes crazy. All these things happen. You, you like to blame the refs and all that. But, but they I, also I, were under the impression these, 26 no, was they weren't. going They to were never up. under the impression because 26 told them, if you go back last year, Le'Veon told them, I'm not playing on the second franchise tag. 
That was his exact words. It's a little they wonky. Didn't, they didn't believe his teammates him. Teammates thought that he was showing up until that, the that's, week. He that's didn't on show them. Up. That's on them. If Le'Veon states in the media, "I'm not playing on the second franchise tag," and you and you challenge that, and he doesn't do it. It's not his fault. He told you what he was he wasn't going to do. You just thought that you were going to be like no, like every other player, which people don't understand now. There's social media out there now. It's not like back in the day when it, it wasn't like when people don't know what people are getting paid and they're not conversating. Though those are things again. Pittsburgh, and this is, the, this is the one thing that we have to get down. This is the bottom of This is the whole nucleus of what we're arguing about. All that stuff with uh, Levy, uh, Antonio Brown. That's all I hear. So on the surface. The problem is, is that Pittsburgh is stuck in their old ways of trying to negotiate and do business. And that doesn't work anymore. And these players, you're seeing a lot of guys retire early. You're seeing a lot of things. The players are making money and they're going and do second, second things you have to have incentive for these people to come here. So if I have a player that's done some exceptional things, he needs to get compensated, i.e. the Los Angeles Rams. They saw what Todd Gurley did last year, and they could have went the Le'Veon Bell route and sit in the Pittsburgh around and said, we're just going to franchise tag know, you we're getting, and move you're on. Getting, but, the, but what you're talking about is going up against the practical need to fit under the cap, $80 million for three guys. But that's, what, that's, what, what, you're that's what you're looking at now. If you want triplets, you have to pay a high price a high price for those guys. And it's, it's hard. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. They can't, they can't, That's like, but b- don't, don't I'm, compare. What I'm saying That's is they're, they, they're paying two people. I take they're that paying, as a disrespect. Don't, don't take it as disrespect. But they're paying a lot of people Ryan a lot of money. And they're, they're, it's, it's hard to build other things around it. But if that's what you have and that's what helps you win, you need to find a way to do it. And if you can't do it, the little things that happen around that you've been able to sweep under the rug, you've been doing in the dark, per se, come to the light. And that's the issue. I love it, Maurice, because now you're getting back towards the no-jive status. I've always been no-jive. Well, I don't know. You just I, you you've been. I feel you, like you're more anxious. Is there to, to, is there the color that is there a big Ben Jersey around here? Steelers supporter, spaghetti over there is getting bored. No, Emma got oh, bored. Real quick, nine real quick. Ago, I want to tell you this too before bored. we go because it's a new thing. I don't agree with Jacksonville taking away Leonard Fournette's guaranteed money. Ooh. I think that is horrendous. And how do you expect me to play for you if you're going to take away my money? Why did they take away his guaranteed money? Because in the con- this is the problem. This is why I held out in the very beginning. The contracts in the NFL are messed up. And as a rookie in their contract, if you get suspended a game, the team now has a clause that says they can take away your guaranteed money, no matter for what. So there's, you know, some people get, he, now he got suspended for fighting, whatever. That's fine. But what he's been able to do for this franchise, you're going to punish him and take away his guaranteed money? Are you crazy? Like, that's, that's baffling. I'd, well, I mean, the thing I would argue uh, about that anecdotally, uh, just off the top of my head, is has Leonard Fournette done that much for the franchise? Oh, he took him to the AFC Championship game. He did? Well, we can go back and look at what happened the in Pittsburgh. The defense did. We can go look and see what happened in Pittsburgh. Right, and that year he, he rushed for what? A thousand yards, a, a bunch of touchdowns. I think he's terrific. I'd love to have him on my team. I'm just saying that I, he was I don't part know that of that offense that helped take them to score 42 well, or 25. You, you 20 minutes Pittsburgh, ago were talking you know what about what, how old is this guy? Is he young or is he old? He's Who? a young guy. Fournette. So he has. But what I'm saying, but, but, but I'm not. But I'm not talking right about it. I'm just saying that I don't agree with the Jaguars taking away his guaranteed money. I don't believe in that. If you guarantee it, it needs to be guaranteed. But those. That's a clause. That's the same clause that had Roquan Smith holding out in Chicago because of that. And a lot of these rookies should understand that and understand your contracts because things like this happen. And that and that's a shame. And then he gets punished, and then they get mad at him, and they want to talk trash to him in the media and say, well, we did it because of X, Y, and Z. Well, then, bro, like, you know what? You're a smart businessman from the player's side. But oh, both you, sides. I understand both sides. I understand. I know, why. but you do skew towards the side of the well, player. Well, I skew, I skew reasons, towards the side of the player one, because I was obviously. a player, and then two because I know how much money these teams make. I okay. So I, it's, that's it's, it, it, that's that's why. But you know what? Because fun of about the players, it, you know what's fun about it to me is I'm in my brain. I'm starting to turn towards. So what can they do if they trade Antonio Brown? How about this? Antonio Brown for Leonard Fournette and a second round pick. You want to make that deal right now? I've already begun well, negotiations no, I, I, with David I, Carr. No, so you're giving me a second-round pick? No, are you crazy? So I'm going so to give you a running back that's all that's making rookie that's salary. Right. And right. is, no, no, no. That's right. Well, I mean, if you want to get rid of Antonio Brown, you, you got to give me something to take. All right, him. you want to keep rolling. Because I got to give him the. I got to give him the. I got to give him Dante Moncrief in the NFL game. You'll keep running with it. Who's your running back? 
Game 26. Well, we'll resolve that in the in, in the draft. And let me tell you. Well, will you? Well, no, we'll have Leonard Fournette if we, if we make this deal. Well, and I'm not giving way, you a second-round pick, though. you got to give me then, something. Well, you should How about know. this? How about you this? I got you. before you speak. I've already begun give negotiations with Give me Antonio Brown and David Castro. I've already begun. That's no, not going to happen. I, I've, I've already begun negotiations. Oh, give me Pouncey, then. Pouncey's old. He's out. No, he's dead. Come on, a give me Raiders, A Raiders uh, representative named, with the last name Carr. I've begun discussions. Two firsts or maybe I don't not think, high firsts. I don't think Gruden's ready. I don't think Gruden's ready for that. Well, he ain't ready for that. This is what I can do for you. I'll make it real simple. Okay. Are you ready? He'd be good on the Rams. I'm going to give you what uh, McVay could do with him. No. I'm only, I'm only right now negotiating on the Jaguars side. You're on the Jaguars. If, when we, if you want to go to the Rams, you're really going to have to give me a lot. But the, the Jaguars okay. will take Antonio Brown, okay? Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. And we'll take Mike Tomlin for Leonard Fournette. Wow. Okay, I'll talk about it. Uh, I'm open and we, to it, and we'll take Mike Munchak. No, no, he's gone because he's going to be gone. He's leaving. He's no, going to the Broncos. We're going to offer him the head gig as soon as we make that deal. And the other thing that uh, that to, to, if you're uh, if Sean McVay and company and Les Snead, oh, you want to talk we'll, to them? Well, well, we could do it if, too. if they're open to it, what would you think about? Don't just rashly say no here. What if we say we're going to give you? No. We're going to franchise tag. Levy and Bell. No, we have Todd Gurley. It makes zero sense. Yeah, that doesn't really work. Okay, we'll 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 continue to hash it out here. Yeah, that's fine. Stay open-minded, though, Maurice. We'll we'll work on the next on the next episode. We'll we'll work on that. All right, let's go uh, get a drink and bemoan the Jags and Steelers. So, hey, winning cures all. all right, but they didn't win. Neither did you guys. So that's why we're. I that's why we're having this That's why we're having this talk. Oh my goodness. We just talked for two hours. All right, good stuff with Maurice there. I apologize to those of you who don't enjoy the deep dive on the Pittsburgh Steelers in January when there's so much else to talk about, but it is a fascinating story going on, whichever side of it you're on, and Maurice Jones-Drew happens to be deeply knowledgeable about what's going on there for some reasons that are easy to figure out, so uh, so I, I figured it was worth it to do it. Also, as a side note, I may have mentioned before, I'm a Steelers fan, so I find it extra compelling. Anywho, we'll uh, we'll have the Red Challenge flag picks for you with uh, uh, Matt Money Smith coming up a little later on in the week for you to get you all set for the divisional round before Matt Money Smith and our pal Daniel Jeremiah ship off to Foxborough for the big game there, Old Man Rivers versus Pretty Boy Tom Brady. We'll have... Well, who's going to win that game and all the other divisional round games for you on the next DDFP. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.